0: I'm Claire Liu, and I'm the CEO of Know Your Team. And today we have an incredibly special guest on the heartbeat. We have Amir Seljefendic, who is the CEO and founder of Doist, this amazing company that has over 13 million users uh, and builds products like Doist and Twist productivity apps that are used all over the world. And I think what's most fascinating is they've been able to have this reach with a 50 person company completely remote and bootstrapped from the very beginning so amir i know i'm a big fan of your work you're a member of the water cooler or online community and i've just loved always your perspective on leadership and so i'm excited to ask you today this one question here on the heartbeat
1: well claire it's amazing to be here i'm also a huge fan of your work and you know i need some productivity tips because i'm unsure like how you can pull it off uh, at all of these projects and you're just like two people. Uh, It's very, very fascinating and inspiring. Yeah. Oh,
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, it's, uh, I don't know, it's never as glamorous as it looks by sure. So if we're fooling some people, then then my job is done. Uh, But Amir, so this question that I want to ask you about leadership that I've been asking all sorts of leaders who I admire is. What's one thing you wish you would have learned earlier as a leader?
1: Oh, that's a very good question. And uh, the thing is, like, I actually never really aspired to be a leader. Uh, Mm -hmm. So kind of like uh, I was forced into that. So maybe like having some kind of aspiration to actually like, you know, learn it earlier or like uh, see the value of it yeah so I was kind of like always a kind of a lone wolf uh and you know I just like to work alone and I didn't really like to work a lot with people um so like learning all of these skills has been a challenge Yeah. so i would definitely say like yeah uh probably uh, like much earlier on, I would have liked to have like a, a mentor or somebody tell me like this is actually very important uh for your future, yeah
0: absolutely, I think <laughs> there are so many people who can relate to that. So many CEOs and managers who I speak with are like, yeah, I kind of just found myself in this role. I mean, so for you, Amir, let's, let's rewind, rewind the clock here. What did you see yourself becoming then? I mean, how did, what is the story behind how you became CEO and founder of this company that has millions of customers and you've got you know employees all over the world? Like how did that happen by accident?
1: Yeah. Um, I think like, if you, uh, you know, read or listen to a lot of the stories, it's kind of like the same uh, like, or similar storyline where you just like, have an idea mm-hmm. and you just are, are very passionate about the idea hmm. uh, and you want to see this like, happen in the world uh, and create this. And then at some point like, you figure out, okay, like, all the skills that I have are not sufficient to actually implement this. And then you kind of like, need to go out and find people right. and, and convince them to join you. So that's basically like why my journey is like, I I started, I mean, I started like multiple projects in the past. uh, And I was like always very project driven. Uh, uh, Yeah, I kind of like initially, I think like my biggest success, like when I started out was like a spell checker. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I grew it actually and and sold it off. Uh, So it was kind of like, and I was still like in in my early twenties. Uh, maybe even younger than that. Wow. Um, uh, so that's kind of that. And like creating a spell checker, you, you know, if you use like some library stuff, it's not really that difficult, but then like when, once you venture into like harder projects, I mean, I like worked on to do this, which is like a task management app for like the last 10 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the complexity is like uh, very, very huge, especially right now you have like so many platforms, like you can't just pull it off all by yourself. So right. I kind of like figured out, okay, if I really want to make something like impactful, I really need to have a team and a company and like more people that actually believe the same thing that I do. So that was kind of like, uh, yeah, my story. Right. And I think like um, it's also much more healthy because I kind of like I think it's a very bad uh, habit right now, like uh, that people kind of aspire to be leaders or CEOs. Yeah, like that shouldn't be your aspiration. Like you should you know want to create something and then like uh hire people and become the ceo afterwards yeah
0: absolutely well so in some ways then maybe uh not learning all the stuff earlier was maybe maybe a good thing i don't know maybe a good thing or i rather i I, what i really appreciate about that sentiment amir is you're saying that your focus isn't to just tell people what to do or to assume the name or the title, but to actually want to have an impact and to, to create the work. And that was the path that got you to being a leader. And I think there's there's quite a few people, like you said, who followed that, that storyline and that archetype. So I guess my question to you to circle back to what you expressed as kind of, oh, well, I, I do wish I would have known a little bit about what I was getting into. Uh, what would you say of all the things sort of comes first to mind of like, had I known that this was part of the role, like I wish I would have prepared this better. Or you mentioned, I wish maybe I would have found a mentor earlier so that I could have talked to them more about X. Like what, what is X?
1: Oh, I mean, (laughs) yes, you know, it's kind of like a very diverse job. Uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, you actually have to be good at almost everything, or like, at least, like, know something about everything, because hmm. if you don't, then you're probably not going to be very good, like, your company is not going to be very good at that aspect. Uh, hmm. yeah, I'm still, like, right now, like, uh, I'm, mean, for instance, like, we don't have any sales, uh, and it's probably a reflection that, you know, I don't know anything about sales, uh, or, like, anybody inside the company knows anything about, about sales. So we are really, really bad at it. Um and I think it's it it's the same thing um, as everything else. Like um as a leader, especially like as a founder, I think you need to be very good at learning stuff and like changing yourself. Um and I was I, I didn't really know that in the beginning. Like, mm. uh, I thought you you just had to create kickass product and hire good people. But there's like a <laughs> that's not it. it.
0: That's hard enough, no. by the way. That's hard enough as is. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just talked about two extremely difficult things: create a kickass product and hire hire a kickass people. Like those those are hard in itself. And so you're saying there's another layer of optimizing and evolving your ability to learn very quickly as a leader. It sounds like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and especially right now, like as you're scaling and adding more people, I think it becomes much more challenging, like, uh, yeah, yeah. so definitely, I think, like, I still need to, like, change myself and adapt myself to new situation. And then also, like, people inside the company, I mean, we have a lot of people that have been, like, uh, for with the company for, like, over five years, like, they also need to do that. So, I mean, yeah kind of journey, as, as you probably know, yeah. It's a journey
0: for all of us. Uh, I, I'm curious, and you sort of slightly touched on this, um, but I would love to dig deeper into, first of all, how do you know what are the things that you're supposed to be learning? Because the ocean is infinite and your time is not, right? So is it that there's like a pain in the business and you're reacting to the pain? Is it that uh, you know, use you a mirror. You take time off to go, you know, out into the woods, and you read and you self-reflect. Is it that? Yeah, you have, um, you know, you have sort of a small council of, of mentors that you talk to. Like, how do you know what to go deep on, what to start learning, what to start sort of evolving yourself, as you said?
1: Wow, that's a very good question. I mean, I think like there's different resources that can use. I, I think like Twitter is actually amazingly good. Like, mm. if you kind of filter your feed. Uh, and you follow the the interesting people like uh there's a lot of like good stuff there and i think also like being part of the community like the the water cooler Mm. is also great because like uh yeah i mean for instance book recommendations or like an issue that you have you can go in and and see like what what do other people think uh you need to do in that uh, situation and i think i mean even like a community i think is very important even for myself like that was uh, like early part of the Hacking News community, mm-hmm. like Hacking News is quite toxic right now, but uh, in the <laughs> beginning it was actually very, very yeah. good and like an amazing resource. Uh, but over the years it has kind of like uh, you know, become uh, worse. But uh, the thing is, like having a community, I think, is also very important, and then also like just being a sponge. Uh, so I read a lot, you know, uh, like both articles and books and books, podcasts. I mean. Yeah, so that's basically like, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I doubt you can actually say like, um, you need to be very good at a specific thing because you kind of need to know a bit about everything, I think. And then like, once you have a problem, then you go deep into it and like figure out like, what should we do here? Uh, Yeah, that's at least my strategy.
0: Absolutely. No, I, I find it actually quite inspiring because I think the undercurrent of what you are describing is two things. One is almost a insatiable curiosity to know more, to be better, to feel like, you know what, I don't have all the answers. There, 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 are, there are things and aspects that I need to, to learn. Uh, and then I think also is the refusal to be complacent. I think as leaders, it can be very easy, uh, especially when, at least what I've observed, is you usually become a leader because you're good at something. Like rarely do you just get into the position because you're bad at a bunch of things, you get into the position because you're good at something. And when you're good at something, it's very easy to sort of really sit on that and be like, oh, I'm good at building you know, really good products or hiring you know, people to where I can delegate you know, tasks or whatever. And you forget the stuff you're not good at, which is what you're saying to sort of really zoom, zoom in on. So I, I think those are really wonderful takeaways. I'm curious as well, Amir, for folks who are watching this who are new managers or who are, uh, you know, maybe just really struggling as a founder or as as an entrepreneur, how can they sort of put this into practice with limited time, right? Like how, um, is there something that you sort of do or say to yourself to remind yourself to to be learning, to be reinventing yourself, to be evolving in a certain way, or what advice would you have to any new manager or to any entrepreneur who's struggling?
1: Oh that's uh yeah I would probably have a lot of a uh, bunch of stuff to say, but <laughs> I, I think um, um i I think like maybe the the most important part uh, at least for me is kind of like having a mission um and then being driven by this mission because that forces you just to 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 learn and adapt hmm. and you know want to improve um I think like if you kind of like are motivated by something else. I mean, let's say money, or like uh, fame, or whatever else, sure. like, uh, yeah. then I, I doubt you will actually uh, want it uh, that much. Or at least like maybe you will become complacent, maybe you will be satisfied. Hmm. Uh, the, the, the thing, at least like what I have found out with me, is like uh, I'm actually never satisfied. And I, I, I find that like very, very great because I think it's a very uh, amazing like, human trait. Uh, and then like that is really a, a big energy uh, driver because I can always see like, what are we actually bad at? And sure. you know, always like, uh, of course, like you can't really become too pessimistic, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think complacency is definitely a huge problem, especially like if you have any kind of success, I think it's very easy to kind of like, just go and, you know, uh, be happy uh, with yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. No. I- I think that so, advice is uh, player,
1: gold. Uh, I'm also very curious, so I also have a question for you. Oh, my uh, gosh, yeah, let's do it.
0: I'm, I'm all ears. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, you have probably been asked this many times, but I would actually love to hear like your scaling or non-scaling strategy, like, why haven't you hired more, or like, uh, yeah, and do you actually plan in the new year to hire somebody <laughs> else?
0: I love it, Amir, you asking me questions on my own show. Um, it's, you know, growth is an interesting thing, right? There's growth by headcount, there's growth by impact. And for me, the thing that I've always been interested in is how can we help as many people as possible with being as simple and straightforward as an organization as possible. And so that's the first thing that I've always thought about. And then the second thing that I've always thought about is I've always tried to be very Honest with myself about what I actually like to do. And it's funny because as a profession, you know, I think on leadership, study leadership, talk to leaders like 24-7. But I don't really like leading tons of people, if that makes sense. Like the idea of running a 100-person, 300-person, 1,000-person company, like maybe I could do it, but it really wouldn't be that fun. So I think about that a lot, and I try to be very honest with myself of, ooh, it's tempting to hire more people, but Claire, is that actually what you want to focus on doing? So that's the second thing I think about. And then I think the third thing that influences me strongly is because I have this, and in this amazing position where I get to talk to CEOs of companies of all sizes, and get to almost peek inside their day, I have a pretty good sense of, I think, what I would like in my day-to-day, right? I talk to the CEOs that run multi, you know, multi, um, uh, you know, billion-dollar companies that have thousands of people. And I talk to entrepreneurs who, you know, bootstrap their company and they're running, you know, and it's 100 people and sort of the whole range. And so trying to understand like, oh, well, what would I really enjoy? And I think what it all comes down to, if you sort of mix all those influences is, again, just really being you talk about motivation wanting to have impact with reducing the complexity of the business itself now here's the the issue that comes with that is there are definitely constraints right it means that oh my gosh daniel and i you know my uh uh, cto there's so much that we wish we could do and that we're not doing right or that we don't feel like we're moving fast enough and that we're not and uh in the past year what we noticed was um and folks who've been following along uh, you know know this as well is that we noticed a change in our audience as well in this mismatch with our audience and our product and so after figuring that out and now looking to the new year figuring out like oh well i think we now have this really uh i think like we're, we're really finally like nailing what we want to offer people and who is actually now listening to us um that you know maybe it will make sense to hire more people so we'll see. And, you know, I I always keep my options open for, oh, does that mean, you know, raising more money or raising any money? Because we we haven't ever. Does that mean, um, uh, you know, taking a loan from a bank? Like, what does that, you know, what does that exactly mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. It's still actually a little bit early for us to say, Uh, but hopefully that peels back the curtain a little bit, Amir, on my thinking, which is, uh, because I, th- and I think the long story short because I was very rambly is you know I have the luxury to peek ahead into all these CEOs who are running companies you know in many steps ahead of mine and just really being honest with myself of well, what kind of company do I, I want to build and what's what's actually fun for me and what's motivating for me
1: that makes so much sense and I think <laughs> actually like waiting and uh... The thing is, you know, uh, there's a saying, more uh, people, more problems, you know. Totally. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because you know, I, when I do talk to founders, Amir, um, and sometimes I express, oh, you know, I do wish we were moving faster on some of this stuff, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I remember I was sitting down with one, one founder who was like, Claire, you are two people, you are profitable, you have happy customers, your product's awesome it's kind of as good as it gets. Like the minute you at, you like start getting any bigger than you are and it just isn't as fun, it gets more complicated. Like truly, like right where you are is actually like the most fun. You know, I ever had running my business and I think if you talk to a lot of founders, it's kind of the, the really fun time. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's helpful to hear from someone who, who's been through it before.
1: Yeah, I think definitely like adding people and like this like, uh, you know, like um, obsession with like headcount, like if somebody asks you, like, yeah. you know, how big your company is, like headcount. But, you know, you can like be thousand people, but maybe you can have no impact or like very little impact. And you can be like maybe five people and have an amazing impact. Uh, so I think like there's, there's like a, a vanity metric there that kind of like need to to remove and like just focus on impact. But I'm actually unsure like how we should measure impact, you know, that, that's the totally. problem. Oh, uh, no,
0: and that's it's completely subjective. I think for me, my self-check, Amir, is always, like, do I want to do this, like, this idea of, like, growing the business, whatever that means in terms of headcount or impact, like, do I want to do it because it makes me feel good to, like, post about it on Twitter, and it, like, makes me feel good to tell my friends who are also running companies, of, oh, yeah, we hired this person, or, oh, you know, our blog got viewed by this many people, or, oh, this is our revenue per person, like, all these, like you said, a lot of vanity metrics when really... For me, what's most interesting is that I'm making a tangible difference in someone's actual day-to-day, right? And how that's quantified in terms of a number, kind of hard. Um, but the most rewarding things are, and I'm sure it's similar for you, is you know when I get an email from someone who says, "Claire, like." the you know leadership training that you gave was hands down the best leadership training you know i've ever had or the, this product you know know your team helped me learn something i had no idea about and we saved someone from from leaving the company because it's you know those like this blog post claire like oh this totally changed my leadership um, you know philosophy just think like those are the moments for me where i'm like ah we have to replicate that um more than uh, is it, you know, is it exciting to say that, oh, we hit certain, you know, revenue numbers, which was always great. You know, I'm a fan of money, like no, no worries there. Or, you know, hiring people like, but, um, always, yeah, for me, at least a self-check of why.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think like also something that that's very problematic and I also didn't know before is like as you scale and add people you kind of like hit these inflection points mm-hmm. where kind of like things just break. Yes. Uh you know because like the complexity becomes too big and then you kind like of need to resolve that and we have like been through multiple uh of these and they are like very, you know, problematic and very like energy consuming. Yes. Uh so I think it's also, like, if you can actually uh, stay, like, relatively small. I mean, I think, like, uh, the, the thing is, like, small teams. I mean, for instance, like, Apple's uh, you know, uh, industrial design team, I think they are under 20 people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have, like, created products that have, like, changed the world. Right. So I don't really think, like, uh, and I don't think, like, they will be more productive or, like, more impactful if they had, like, thousands of people right. working there. Uh, so I think it's also, like, very... Yeah, that's also something that that, that we think a lot about in like finding the right combination of people, finding the right people instead of just like adding a lot of them. Absolutely. Uh,
0: Absolutely. Well, then on that note, I have one last question for you, Amir, because I could sit here and talk to you for hours about this. Um, But on this note of finding the right people, I think one of the most common questions that, that I get and that a lot of founders discuss amongst themselves is hiring. Uh, and I know we could probably go really deep on this also and, and have a whole separate podcast session on just hiring. Uh, but you know you've brought it up a few times too, that uh, you know it's important um, and you know as the the company grows for you, if you could sum up how you think about hiring the best people, what you look for, you know what advice would you share for, yeah, folks who are watching this about. Okay, So you have to hire someone. Here's some things to think about that most people don't tell you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can like tell you what uh, for me is like a very, very important uh, thing. And I think it's like personal projects or like um, hmm. that they've actually created something themselves. Yes. Like we have a, a very, very like huge correlation between uh, people that have like really been good at their job and like yes. have created something themselves. Um, and I think like, you know, if I look at somebody's like a resume, and they have only like worked for other companies, and there's like zero initiative on like you know starting something themselves or so, like having a side project, something like that. Mm-hmm. Then that's a huge red flag for me. Hmm. Uh, so, so for me personally, I think like uh, that shows you that, that that person is actually really passionate about something. Right. And uh, a lot of times, like I mean, for instance, developers like they can maybe have like an open source project. You know, they work on during the weekends or like during the night or whatever. And that shows you, like, they can actually, like, they do enjoy the work so much that they would just do it for free and, like, do it as part of, like, a community work. Um, and, you know, like, before I started all of this, and, like, even right now, I have, like, open source projects that I do on the side because I actually love to, to develop. Uh, so, for me, like, this passion uh, for, for, for the job is very, very important. And same, yes. like, it with, like, the designers. And even, like, marketing people, I mean, yeah, like, uh, uh, for instance, like uh, if they are really good, they will probably already hang out on product hunt and like uh, be part of that community there, right. um, uh, or something like that. Like right. have a blog on to, the side, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, like if they have like zero, uh, you know, of course, like you can still go out and like, we have hired some people that have been amazing and uh, just didn't have any personal projects. So sure. it's kind of like you can have a dark post, but there's just a huge correlation. And then whenever I see somebody that has, like, done something themselves, it's just like, uh, yeah, I kind of, like, feel good about that person, like, uh, yeah.
0: Totally. Well, I think to your point, it hints at the deeper motivation for why people do it, right? It's not because I'm getting paid to, but maybe because I actually enjoy it or increases my learning. So, I think that is invaluable advice amir thank you so much for all of your insights i learned so much i actually also enjoy getting asked questions finally that's actually a really nice change and i know everyone who's watching this really appreciates all your wisdom as well so thank you
1: thank you claire and you know best of luck also with the new product launch Mm -hmm. and rebranding i'm actually unsure how you can do all of that with uh, two persons again, <laughs> like we need, uh, we need to do a session about like personal productivity. I would love, <laughs> love actually to uh, also like you know write a post about it. I would okay, love I'll to think about it. About yeah, it
0: oh, yeah. That's, that's I appreciate the suggestion. I'll I'll do that. I wasn't yeah, no, it's good to know people are interested. So thank you so much again, Amir. Talk to you soon.
1: Bye bye, Claire.